This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Hey, I think we got K praise. Ah! Whoopsies. All right. Here we go. Ah, all right, folks. Hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1178. The answer. Hey, a self-defense event. A self-defense <laughs> event happens in seconds. And the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense, but if you must, then you must be ready. That's why USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now, because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. We have some good news. USCCA's got a promotion. Did you hear about it, Dave? Nope. It's very cool. If you sign up for uh, their Platinum or Elite membership from USCCA, mm-hmm. um, you'll get some cool stuff. If, okay, if you sign up for the Platinum, you'll get a Pelican case that looks like this. Ooh. Ah. How about that? That's pretty awesome. It is. It's actually a really nice case. Um, perfect for uh, toting your uh, your pistol around. Annie, you want to take a look at that and pass that over to Alicia? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Can you put your lunch in it? You put your lunch in it, yeah, if you, if you like. <laughs> Might be overkill. Yeah, I, was just I mean, it depends on what hey, you're having for you lunch. seen the kind of lunches I make, you know? Yeah, well, I would, imagine, for. I would imagine. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and the other one, for, okay, for elite members, you're going to get this survival pack here. Okay. It's like a survival kit. Got all kinds of cool stuff in it. Uh, a compass and a uh, looks like a pen and one of those glass break dealies and some something to make fire and all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> you know, have you ever thought to be a salesman? I know, right? I think you'd be good. And it says USCCA and it's got an American flag on it. That I like. I thought you were a Boy yeah. Scout. I was a Boy Scout. That's so I don't need any do. of that. But were best you, you an can do is a fire thing. <laughs> I don't need any of that. I just survived. You know how to do it. Is that I it? I just survived. Isn't there one more? We actually had our- uh, Isn't there another level? No. That's, well, there's, it, those are the only two gifts. Oh. So sign up. Go to uscca.com uh, d- uh, and sign up. Uh, actually, uh, check out uscca.com slash G-O-R. Sign up to be a platinum or an elite member. You'll get a cool, special gift. All right. I'm very upset with the raffle. Why? I'm very upset. I wanted that lever action rifle. How cool was that? I and I look at my watch and it was eight oh three. 
Well, so I'm really upset. You should have extended it for old people. <laughs> well, we only who got it. We only you're right. We only it. had bidding up for like two weeks, Dave. I know. You I missed it by three. Let's be um, fair. Old people are already in bed by eight o'clock. No, start. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but what it what did, what it what? Do you mind? Can you tell what it went for? I don't remember what it went through. Like eleven hundred bucks, I think something like that. Um, yeah, I was gonna bid fifteen hundred. Ah, well, give me fifteen hundred bucks. I'll get you a lever action right today. Just like that one. Just like that. Wow, very similar. I don't know. Yeah, well, you probably won't shoot. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a BB gun. It'll be but a it Red Rider. Really, I mean, it was really a nice. <laughs> it was. There were a lot of really, really cool gifts. Thank you, AO Sword, for your donation of your uh, of the Creedmoor. What a fantastic, cool gun that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Russ, uh, for your for donating the uh, the Stoner AR. Um, and uh, all kinds of people stepped up. Thank you, Carlo. Uh, Carlo donated a bunch of wine, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I'm not sure. I got to verify this. He he, voted, he he donated a bunch of really nice wine. He's got a really really good taste. And then I think he bought one of his own bottles back. <laughs> so thank you, Carlo. That's yeah, super it's like, generous. It's, it's very like, thoughtful. Oh, they, who, who, who put that bottle in? Yeah. There? <laughs> Oops. That's mine. Uh, maybe it's maybe yeah yeah somebody. Uh, so was it successful? It was very successful. Thank you, RJ, up in Orange County, by the way, for donating the Duffy Boat Ride, and thank you. To uh, Gene. I want to go on a Duffy boat ride. I know. It's you ever been on one? I haven't. It's all electric. Yeah. They're the coolest. Oogie, oogie, Where's it at? Where they? Where do you? Out of Orange County. Okay. So probably, I don't know. Is that Newport maybe? County? Yeah, they have, they have a little bit of water. Okay. So, and then thank you, Gene James, for donating the safari. Thank you all. Okay. You know what we got to do is uh, we got to go around the uh, Southern California here. Let's bring on Heather from Orange County Gun Owners. Heather, what's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. <laughs> So what's going on in Orange County? Bring us up to date. Oh, well, real quick, you guys were just talking about that Duffy boat. If you guys are interested in that, when we have our gun, bron- gun it's going to be May 20th, um, we will have uh, another one of those Duffy boat rides with RJ available for uh, at our um, at the dinner that we're going to uh, wrap off. So That's cool. you guys are welcome to try for it. <laughs> yeah, if, awesome. you haven't, if you haven't done it, it's, it's, it's a must-do. You got to do it. Really cool. And, and, yeah, so, and it's beautiful where it is. Yeah. So it's just, it's fun. You take your friends out and just enjoy it. It's just like a nice, calm area and you just ride around. You can see all the different houses and yeah. boats out there and everything. It's really nice. My, Mike wants to go by himself. I do. Well, you know, that would be, <laughs> be, be, done would be you might pretty be romantic, frankly, if I did. <laughs> <laughs> he might take you out. <laughs> and we're going to, we're actually, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have information up about uh, Orange County's gun prom, right? What did, what date is that coming up yeah it's going to be on may 20th it's a saturday and the doors will open at 5 30 so fantastic um we're gonna yeah we're gonna have it at orange hill restaurant again beautiful location uh just if you it's up on a hill so you get the whole view of orange county um so and in the summertime it'll be nice and uh, just you know, usually there's hardly any clouds in the sky too so it's nice and big and bright so and orange county you guys have your monthly meeting on wednesday right Yes, it'll be Wednesday at On Target in Laguna Niguel, so On on Target shooting range. Fantastic. All right, Heather, thank you so much. Anything else going on in Orange County? Um, We're going to be, we also have a tabletop on Saturday the 26th at at La Habra Detail Garage. They're going to have a Cars and Coffee, so if anybody's got nice cars over there, want to swing by and show them off uh, and then talk to us a little bit about getting a membership, we'll be there as well. Great. All right, thanks, Heather. Let's move to Carla from Inland Empire. Carla, what's going on in Inland Empire? Hey, how's it going? It's uh, We've got our monthly meeting coming up on the 25th at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. And on March 4th, 
we are going to be holding our first new shooter shooting social for uh, the year of 2023 at Rainbow Range. And those can be, uh, you can sign up for the shooting social on our website. Fantastic. And the website is what? What is it? InlandEmpireGunOwners.com, right? Yeah. Or you can go IEGunOwners.org. IEGunOwners.org. Thank you so much, Carla. And our very newest is Gail from San Diego. What's going on with San Diego County Gun Owners, Gail? Gail? She worked hard this morning. She I guess so. All right. Well, San Diego County Gun Owners had a fantastic uh, couple of shooting socials this weekend. Uh, they were gangbusters. They did really, really awesome. Plus, this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're having monthly meetings. Tuesday, it's at North County Shooting Center. Wednesday, it's at Poway Weapons and Gear. And Thursday, it's at... Labella's Pizza down in Chula Vista, and what you want to do is you want to show up and enjoy the the have have dinner with us. But USCCA is providing a free seminar with uh, legal help. They're going to talk about you know what what you can and can't do. We're going to talk about the uh, legalities and ethics of lethal force, and you're going to have uh, free access to an attorney. Um, they're going to tell some great stories. One of the attorneys actually has a really great story that he's going to talk about uh, a case that happened here in San Diego. So don't miss it. Go to uh, San Diego County Gun Check out when the meetings are. But again, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All start at six o'clock. All provide food. Uh, North County Shooting Center on Tuesday, Poway on Wednesday, and Labella's Pizza down in Chula Vista on Thursday. So join us. All right, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. School safety, unfortunately, is a hot topic again with a shooting at Michigan State University. We have booked Andrew months ago, but it's especially relevant now and that he is our special guest for today. A nationally known advocate for school safety, father of a victim of Parkland Shooter, and author of Why Meadow Died, Andrew Pollock. But first, if you have legal matters that involve firearms, you need to call California firearm lawyer John Dillon. If you have questions about, say, red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150, or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. Okay, our guest today is a very special guest, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here, Andy. Um, Andy Pollack, uh, the author of Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endangered America's student, uh, Students. excuse me. And if you haven't read Why Meadow Died, highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon, and uh, for those who uh, aren't familiar, Meadow was your daughter. Yeah, Meadow, it's hard to believe it's already been five years. Has know, it? Uh, really? The Valentine's Day, so usually February. Yesterday's my birthday, but, you know, this time of year, uh, uh, it's uh, yeah. it's a tough time of year. February well, our hearts and prayers truly, truly go out to you. There's no way anybody in this room that I'm aware of could even come close to feeling what you're feeling. Oh, there's, there's nothing like having a I never say I lost her because lost is like something that you could find again, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, for me, she was murdered and uh, something a parent could never overcome. Never. Never be the same person. Except you're again. up and fighting. Yeah, well, I had to, uh, you know, with the when, when there's ever a mass shooting and the left attacks uh, the gun, mm-hmm. the object, like what happened in Parkland, 
it's hard to get accountability mm-hmm. uh, and to actually fix things. And I feel like uh, in Florida, we fixed a lot of things. Yeah, I don't know about other states like the state we're in, you know, where it's illegal to they can't even suspend a child now in in California. I know that's a law. They can't suspend. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did a lot of research and got a lot of accountability. And that was what it was all about for my daughter. It meant for me, uh, everything. Well, how these people accountable? How long after the the incident? did you? What was the catalyst? Talk talk about the like the process. Why'd you Why'd you write the book? When'd you write the book? What give you the idea? What, you know what I mean? What What? Uh, I I wrote the book. Well, first I owed it to my daughter to find. My daughter would wanted me to find out everything that happened. Yeah. And why it happened and how did it happen? Uh, and I started getting calls like within the first week that everyone in that school knew that this kid was a sick kid. And he shouldn't have been going to that school. And he was threatening people. And mm-hmm. it was just uh, teachers called me, students called me. And what happened is my co-author, Max Eden, he works uh, for a think tank, a conservative think tank at a D.C., and he's an expert in education. So he came down just to write an article uh, on what happened. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, me and him, we had a good conversation and I started, I go, Max, you got, uh, he was asking me questions and I had so many people calling me that he started following up leads of what actually happened. And uh, it turned out to be in a book. It, we, it couldn't just be an article. It had to right. be a book because how Max, uh, Max got into education, his mom was a teacher and he saw how devastated her career went down the tubes mm-hmm. with public education and what mm-hmm. it did to his mom. And it got him interested in th- certain things in, in mm-hmm. education. Uh, and he just wanted to uncover every everything that happened in Broward. And, and we did in that book. I mean, you, you must have been, you, you know, one day you're just living life. And this thing happens. This horrible, horrific thing happens. You must have been enraged. You must have been angry. Well, I had the life, bro. I was, uh, I worked out like uh, like a madman. I did CrossFit. I played lacrosse a few times a week. I coached. I uh, I loved my kids. I loved my life. And February fourteenth, two thousand eighteen, just turned everything around. Like it, it's if you look in Florida on in Parkland, Parkland's rated the safest city in the state of Florida. Mm. And meanwhile, they I didn't know this, and no parent knew it. They actually frisked this killer every day before school, before he went in, and none of the parents knew about it. They had to frisk him. Uh, what? Yeah. They acknowledged uh, it? Oh, yeah. It all, it all came out, you know, uh, later on. After, you know, we, do dep- we did a bunch of depositions with the security guards. His nickname at the school was Crazy Boy. Great. Uh, and, wow. And it was just, uh, it's just horrible. And of course, I'm a- I'm angry to this day. That anger never goes away. I was going to say, that's not gone anywhere. I'm angry all the time when I think about it. I look at pictures of my daughter and yeah. I, I'm angry. You this know? your only daughter? Yeah, my only daughter and I have two sons. And yeah. And I, I'd imagine that this helped channel that to something productive. It channels it. I, I do a lot of work. Uh, I do a lot of work with law enforcement. Uh, I help. I like to help uh, certain conservatives in political parties because mm-hmm. I I really despise Democrats uh, to a T. Because of this? Because of I wasn't political before any of this. Right. The, President Trump was the first time I voted. But when I dissected Broward County, where my daughter went to school, every 
person that ran the county that failed my daughter ended up being a Democrat. The sheriff was a Democrat. He was removed from office. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, this is accountability that we got with helping to get Ron DeSantis elected. So the first month we, we held the sheriff account accountable and we removed him from office. So you let's back, let's back up for yeah. so you you weren't you weren't political never, never. You, you didn't, didn't really give, give you know I hey, voted maybe here and there but didn't really care weren't people, even if he wouldn't, voted wouldn't describe yourself as conservative wouldn't describe yourself as liberal wouldn't describe yourself as Republican or Democrat just kind of living your life just, well I didn't really get involved with it you know I yeah. was so involved with my own kids and and a business that I was running and you were happy oh yeah I was happy I'm st- you know I I. I struggle with being happy now. You know, I have to because I have two sons I got to be there for and a wife. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't that political, but I would never say I, I wasn't conservative. I had conservative values, but I wasn't running out to vote. And right. now I, you know, now I see how important it is to get involved at a, at a local level is very important for parents. But, but you certainly didn't have this this disdain. Uh, disappointment for Democrats until you started digging into this stuff. I guess that's, that, that's what, what I really, to me, man. I, Andy, I'm that's telling what, you, yeah. I dug into it like I'm telling you, and, it, and they really got they got me so mad that I I, I described them like Superman describes kryptonite. Hmm. Like I can't have them around me. That's how much I can't stand them. So how, how what what are some of the let's talk about some like what are some of the things that came up? So you're doing this book, you're talking to people, you're you're doing basically an investigation. You probably did the investigation for her. You did the research and got the. I you did know, everything for to just for my daughter. She wanted me to did find you do out this what on happened. Your own or did you? Get I like, did it with Max, uh, who okay. was an education expert. Oh, between the two, I, yeah. you know, I'm not. You know, I went. I got. A, went to high school and. Uh, I couldn't have wrote a book without Max. Oh uh, no, no no! I I put it but all I mean, into who, words. Who did all the investigation work? Both of us did it. We interviewed so many people. Uh, we, How did you get a hold of these people? They were. They just wanted. They felt like they had to come. And oh, talk they to actually me. came to you. We didn't go looking for them. They felt like they wanted to get something off their chest, and they wanted to tell me. Now, did did the did the the anti gun crowd and the media did they reach out to you, kind of assuming like, hey, I'll bet you this guy's. Yeah, they didn't. And then they when I hit them from they hit them <laughs> from like left field. They didn't know what was coming. But talk a little bit about that if you don't mind. What, sure. What, well, what did that phone times, call or whatever? What, what was it like? Well, they, you know, all those kids got famous in Parkland, if you remember, and none of them, any time it came to hold people accountable, none of them, if the TVs weren't there, those kids weren't there. You know, like when it was same time to hold the school district accountable, uh, hold the, the school board members accountable, uh, I was there with my sons and, and another father, Ryan Petty, that I'm good friends with, he helped me hold these people accountable. And uh, those kids, none of them were there. Uh, I couldn't get on when I wrote my book. They wouldn't put me on one of those uh, CNN or uh, DNC. Yeah, yeah, all those. Uh, none of them would put me on when when I wrote my book. But you're but, on Fox, weren't you? Well, all the time, Fox yes. and Newsmax and I'm going to have to get his autograph before he leaves. So, but the biggest thing that we pulled up was what Obama did, mm-hmm. and it's in this state, all in every single public school was he put in these policies that were put in place not to hold kids accountable because back in the day, mm-hmm. instead of helping kids, uh, so they said a lot of more African-American kids were getting suspended and expelled and arrested, right? right. But they thought it was because of racism. Mm-hmm. So they said, we should stop expelling these kids and mm-hmm. suspending them, but all of them, you know what I mean? So in the school district in Broward, so kids were allowed three misdemeanors 
per school year without ever getting held accountable or even meeting law enforcement. And then it would reset every year. Three misdemeanors. Three misdemeanors. They could sell weed. They could uh, steal an iPhone. They could assault another kid and never get held accountable. They put him in some feel-good program in the school. I mean, I, look, I, three misdemeanors. This isn't like, hey, you're late three times or, and hey, you policies, missed three assignments. Right now, they're not, you know, in Florida, they really are. Like, I have some good friends in the Department of Education for the state of Florida. They're cracking down on it. But this state now, this what we're in in California, they have these policies going on. Of not, they, like I told you, you can't suspend a kid in California up to a certain age. Mm. You know, there's no holding. When you can't hold kids accountable, it creates just an unsafe environment. Mm-hmm. You know, kids, regardless of color, need accountability to put them in the right direction in life. So in Broward, the kids were getting misdemeanors and not being, they were getting put in, they were watching videos in a room trying to, to teach them right from wrong. So three misdemeanors a school uh, a school year, and then it reset. Every year they could do another three. I mean, I know, I don't know, I mean, how many, I think there's a, what percentage of people get through high school without committing a single misdemeanor, let alone giving them three misdemeanors Every per year. year? That's crazy. And- you know, it sets them up for failure. So when we looked in Broward, we looked at the statistics. So once kids got out of high school, now they're in the real world, mm-hmm. then they're getting arrested, you know? So they're getting set up to f- commit felonies. Right. So we're not doing this, these yeah. kids a service by not helping them. And so that came from Obama. Mm-hmm. And my luck, uh, the superintendent came from Chicago who had ties to this Arnie Duncan who was the secretary of education mm-hmm. back then. And he brought these policies to Broward County that creates this unsafe environment where Crazy Boy was able to go to the school. Right. And where he went in, we know he walked he walked right into the school with the doors open and uh, killed my daughter. Mm-hmm. But that was Obama, another Democrat, you know, and Arnie Duncan, a Democrat, mm-hmm. the superintendent. So the super, Ron DeSantis, uh, I love that guy. He did so many things for my family. He put in a... Uh, a grand jury investigation into the Broward School District. Mm-hmm. I heard so, oh, let, let's, yeah. let's go yeah, to the next Hold segment. that thought because we're going to save yeah. that for the next break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1178. The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1178. The answer. Orange County Gun Owners is de- dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County self-defense rights. And if you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, join OCGunOwners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is a do-something organization to restore and defend the Second Amendment. Volunteer at a shooting social at a gun shop and tabletop and help more pro-gun local officials get elected. Save the date. Orange County Gun Prom is May 20th. So become a member at ocgunowners.com slash join. So we're talking to Andy. We were just talking about, uh, let's go a little bit further into, mm-hmm. actually, let's take one step back. What, I, what, Andy Pollock. Yeah, I've got to mention a few things. Uh, yeah. That's five years for me, so yeah, I'll that's try okay. not to live it every single day. You know, I, I, it's in my heart. You know, my heart was ripped out of my soul when this 
shit mm. when this stuff happened. But what happens is, what I'm I want to go back to those policies sure. that yeah. were brought into the school. Go for it. So the sheriff signs on to it. So they stop arresting, right? So And the sheriff's an elected official. Mm -hmm. So now he could go, when it's time to get elected, he could say he reduced crime by 60%. Right, by but not arresting not, criminals. And the same thing with the superintendent. So the superintendent goes, I reduced suspensions by 70%, but it's really just because they just stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. So how this came into play to affect mm -hmm. me and my daughter and my life was, so this, the piece of garbage that killed my daughter, uh, the sheriff was to his house 45 times and he was never arrested once. Wow. He punched his mother's teeth out like an assault, felony assault, punched her teeth out. And, you know, $4,500 worth of dental repairs, all this info we find out, never arrested. Uh, trespassed at the school after he was out of the school, wasn't arrested. Threatened to kill kids, threatened to kill himself, rape uh, students, never arrested. Threatened to rape students. Yeah, threatened to, sorry, threatened to rape students and kill them and was never arrested ever. So... You know, because of this policy. Because of these policies. And and you hear Democrats talking all the time that they want more background checks and this back, uh, you know, all universal background checks. Background checks only work if people are arrested mm. or else it's mm. they're useless, right? Mm. So like the one that just happened now at uh, Michigan State, that right. killed me. Uh, what was he, in 19? The DA let him off on gun charges, which would have been, a, he would have been in prison right now. Instead, he was he killed three kids. Some three parents are in my club now that didn't have to be from because of a failed system. Well, and that it, you know, with with it drives us crazy in that I, we don't want criminals to have guns. But when nobody when, does, nobody you know, we does. don't, and we're all gun owners. And right. but when they propose these new laws, they're not going after criminals. They're going after well, it's us. It's only going to affect us, law-abiding citizens, and. We follow the laws. Criminals are, they break the laws. We so, are the low-hanging fruit. Yep. Just low arrest enough. these people, you know, that commit crimes, and the gun laws that we have in place will work. So I want to go back to, you know, after the, the days and weeks after the, the incident, um, uh, the uh, um, did, did the, the Brady organization and moms, did they actually call you? Did they actually reach out to you and say, hey? or, or Not how? me. They knew better, you know. Really? So I, you, I wasn't going down that path. I wanted... But at that point, if it was the gun, I'd be here telling you that it was because of a, the gun, because of the AR. But I, I'm, you know, I wanted to do my own investigation. I didn't want to listen to anybody. Cause I they, wanted to find out how my daughter, I put her in that school, and how she got murdered that yeah. day, and what led up to it, and where were the failures, you know, at, that that led up to it. Uh, if I was here, tell if I, my investigation came out and it was because of. Uh, because of an AR, I'd be telling you that. But that's not what the that's case That's not what was. you found. That's not what I found. I did my investigation. I found multi multiple failures in the system, in the school district, the sheriff's department. You know, uh, all failed, my daughter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hold, like I wrote in my book, 50% of the blame I put on the shooter mm -hmm. and the other 50 on Broward County. And that's why I wrecked that whole county from top to bottom. I don't, and I want to hear. I want. I want to talk about that. It, 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 what it? They jumped on those kids. These anti-gunners oh jumped God, on those man. kids yep. so early. You know, I mean, it was like the next day they're at like a rally. The next week, oh, that march for you know, my son was supposed to speak at that rally in D.C. That march for our lives yeah. thing that they put together. Yeah, and they wouldn't let him speak. They wouldn't let him speak. Yeah. What happened? Why, why wouldn't? What they, if, he, he was saying. You know, he had a whole speech. After they read his speech, they pulled it. 
Who's they? Do, do, do um, you know exactly? The organizers. Five years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I had her name and everything that he was supposed to. You remember who she represented or anything? Or? It was just that organization that March for Our Lives. It was crazy. You know so that he wouldn't. They didn't let him speak. That that March. That was. If you know anything about organizing an event, multi million dollar event. Oh yeah. And and there was this grassroots. You know the kids had to be heard. You know of course it's you can't criticize the kids. You know they're kids or whatever. But it was such a vicious and and I mean they took such advantage of those kids. It was but so gross. But still, they played along with it, and even when they knew better, they still went along with it. These kids. So I, I don't have. What does that? What does that mean? They uh, when they. Oh, uh, because better. they're still tweeting uh, BS about guns all the time. Uh, the the hog kid that yeah. supposedly got into Harvard. Uh, he's nowhere to be seen when it came time to any accountability in Broward, and he's just a, a gun, uh, you know, an anti-gunner, and he didn't know, and he didn't look into any of the facts. He didn't care about any of the school board races, the sheriff, uh, the superintendent, you know, holding anyone accountable. Nothing. Or, you know, it's easy. Democrats have a simple brain. They're simple-minded, and it's easy for them to just point the finger at the weapon or the gun, mm -hmm. but to actually look at facts, they're not. I don't think they're capable of doing it. So. They can't look at the facts. They can't look at the policies. They can't look at, hey, the freaking gate was open. You know, what if they ha actually followed the policies that where the gates were supposed to be closed? Maybe my daughter would be alive. Yeah. Well, what, who was the first to talk about? Let's let's let, you know. Let's talk about how the dominoes went down. Who are the first elected officials that you guys held accountable? How did that happen? Like, you know, timeline uh, on on all that. Who who, who went great. down first? I, uh, I met Ron DeSantis in Fort Lauderdale at uh, at a dinner. And this is when he was, he, he didn't win the primary yet. And he told me, he said, Andy, I'm going to hold those public officials accountable. And I said, well, then I'm going to get behind you. And I put my heart and soul into getting Ron DeSantis elected and my family. And he won. Uh, it was fairly close. You know, we, um, we just skated the bullet with that, the guy they found in a hotel with drugs and all types of crap. I remember, yeah. He almost won. Yeah. So uh, the within the first month, he uh, removed the sheriff. It was it's a pretty cool story. He goes, Andy. I'm, he calls me. He goes, I'm a, I'm we're gonna remove that sheriff. Yeah. So well, when are you coming down to Fort Lauderdale? He goes, What do you mean? I go, You're gonna go right into Fort Lauderdale, right into Broward County uh, Sheriff's Department, and remove him. He goes, That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> so he got he actually he had an emergency landing coming to Broward. He stopped somewhere. It was late, and we removed him. He was the number one uh, that we got rid of. How, now, do you do you know the particular, like how is that possible? I mean, he's an elected official. How is it possible the governor has that power? Is it just written in their constitution? It's or? in the Florida Constitution, and he had a multitude of failures. And would you know, argue with him? You know how well, many if he six, came in to throw six, you out? Six deputies well, hid and didn't it go time. in when kids that were getting it killed. Time. It's just so unbelievable. Talk about that. Like what? It doesn't even make any sense. Forty-five minutes. Uh, what did the sheriff say? Oh, he didn't say much. He was gone. But you you want to know how can how mentally ill Broward is. He ran again. I don't know when it was. In 20? That sheriff ran again ran after being again, removed? And yeah. he almost won. Oh. But my buddy, who I actually introduced to the governor, uh, he who he put into office, won. He won the second. Mm -hmm. So he was appointed the first time, and then he won the second oh, time. Gotcha. But this guy... Oh, actually tried this to This guy came back. At that That's what a piece of garbage he was. He didn't just go hide somewhere. And he's actually a, some chief somewhere in some piece of garbage town in Miami, Opa, wow. Opalaka or something. And I could say it because I, uh -huh. I don't really care. Yeah. Opalaka, it's just uh, 
folks. So, so you took this. So that's how the sheriff went down. Yeah. Talk about like what about the superintendent? What the about superintendent? The school board? So then Ron goes to me, and so I said, I'll never forget it. I said, because I spoke it when he removed the sheriff. I said, we're not done in Broward. We're coming after you. The superintendent's next, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, that's what I, I wanted. You know, I, I didn't know it was actually going to happen. But down, so Ron puts in a grand jury investigation into the Broward School District. And, you know, go like another year later, he ended up, him and the lawyer for the school district perjured themselves, felony perjury charges, oh. get arrested and removed from office. The mm. superintendent and the attorney for the, for the, for the school district. So now district. if they see you coming, they get all yeah, nervous. So, and... To show you how bad Broward is, who, why I can't stand these Democrats, they actually, uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, that year, mm-hmm. even after he was arrested uh, for perjury charges, they had him speak at the graduation where <laughs> some of my parents, some of the parents were there because their kid should have been getting graduating on the stage. Wow. And they had him speaking at the graduation. What, this guy. Do That's you, how crazy this, that that county is. Do you remember what he, like, what did he lie about? Do you remember? I don't, you I remember, don't know anybody, okay, but, he lied, okay. but he lied and they got him soup to nuts. He'll have a trial. And then the other guy that I really, I got that I'm really interested in is that it's called, he was Deputy Peterson. He was the school resource officer mm-hmm. that day at the school. And they brought him to the building. He walked to like three feet from the door and he heard the rounds go off. And then he backed up and he hid behind a wall for 45 minutes, letting these kids and my daughter get murdered, you know? Nine times my daughter got shot. And uh, he hid with his bulletproof vest and, you know, had a Glock. You go, I would have went in with a rock, you know? What, what did he, what did he say? Like what, yeah, and that's actually all these folks, like what was, what did, how did they try to defend themselves? How did they try well, to explain it? I could tell you, cause well, first I've got to go back. Sure. So we got him arrested on uh, child endangerment, Deputy Peterson. His wow. trial's going to be in May. Holy cow. I'll be at that trial. And uh, hopefully, he, he has a $110,000 a year pension right now for letting, uh, I don't know how many, I forget, six, uh, 13 kids or, uh, get killed that day mm-hmm. on his watch. You know, the first floor he couldn't <laughs> have saved, but he could have definitely saved my daughter on the third. Sure. So he retired, uh, and, but he's arrested. If these felony charges stick, he'll lose his pension. Mm. But he came to the depot with a Bible, you know, because mm. we deposed him because I have a wrongful death case going against them also. Mm-hmm. So he came to the deposition with a Bible in his hand. And I said, that, dude, that Bible's not going to help you, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what you allowed to happen, you know, just walking around with that Bible. So we deposed him. He, he believed his own BS like there was a sniper. You know, you, you tell lies long enough. You'll believe it. And he lied so many times. To, one of the reasons why... The, the DA was able to have these charges stick on him. Uh, hopefully they'll stick, but bring him up on charges was he did these interviews and he lied from one interview to the next and then into our deposition. So even the DA, we gave him our depot when we, from the wrongful death case, and I met with the DA before and I said, I think you could get this guy on these charges. No. And they got Peterson too. Wow. Staying for another one? Yes. Oh, yeah. We got a lot. If lot not, more I no, have no, no. to buy the book. You got to buy the book anyway. You don't have a choice. I'm going to use this book to teach you how to read. I can read. Oh, all right. Got pictures? <laughs> no, no. Gun Hunters Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. 
right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know we have a world-class flight training school here in San Diego? Yeah, pilots can fly almost every day. We're close to the ocean as well as the desert, the mountains, and SDFTI instructors can help you learn to navigate around the international border and military bases as well. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly in sunny San Diego right here at Montgomery Field. Getting started is real easy. Call them at 858-569-1822 or just go to Learn to Fly with SDFTI. Call 858-569-1822. Okay, we're talking to Andy Pollock, uh, Andrew Pollock. If you look on Amazon, you'll find his book, Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endangered America's Students. Also, um, a link on our YouTube. Yep, yeah, yeah we it's just pretty much a handbook for any parent that that you're going to send I mean, your kid. It's just one of those you just kept writing and kept writing. And kept yeah, writing. it's not. It's pretty quick to get through, yeah. but it's. I consider it a handbook for a parent if you're going to send your child to the public school. If you have to, I. You know, every parent writes me all the time. I go, really. I I, I just tell them you you got to try and just whatever you could do, try and send your kid to a private school if you could afford it, and mm. if you can't, you if you try and homeschool, or just look for the right school district. You know that really takes school because from district to district it varies on how they take uh, school safety. Wow. Talk, talk a little bit more about that. Like it's a handbook, like describe, uh, describe a little, a little bit about It lays out those policies more in detail. I, it, so like if, if, Hey, if your school has this policy, this is why it's bad or, or you know, that's or look what's for going this on. Wow. Well, well, California shot, you know, a kid needs to be suspended to set them up to be successful. You, they need accountability. You can't put them in a program like they did in Broward where they're just watching like videos in a room. You know, kid, every like adult, adults need accountability. So, is there any? So, okay, wrote the book. This this horrific thing happened in Parkland. You know, is any? How are they still defending these policies? You know, is it? How do they? Are they dis? Do they disconnect it from this? Or do, it's do they a deny feel it? good policy for these liberals. You know, uh, but I could speak for Florida. There's five since I started this. Five huge school districts flipped red in Florida. Miami Dade, which is huge. Uh, Pinellas County, Polk County, West Palm Beach, and a couple of more, which is amazing, you know, because a lot of politics, it's really at the local level, it's it's really more important than who's living in the White House when you have kids in school, Amen. when you have homeless on your sidewalk, when you can't get your concealed carry permit. It's all what's done locally. I, so that's why I preached it from day one that yeah. your parents, and, and I was guilty of this. I, I wasn't involved. I didn't know who the school board members were. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how freaking wacky they were mm-hmm. and what they, how liberal they were. And, you know, I consider it a mental illness. But I didn't know one school board member's name. Now I, you know, because of what happened to me, I, uh, I'm involved with a lot of school board races and I try and help school board people get elected. And that's where the fight, that's where the cancer starts in every county is at the school board level. You know, where we heard that before. That's where the cancer starts with the commissioners, with the school board. And it's really like, if you think it can't be done, I'm just telling everyone, look at Florida, for example. Uh, and and Florida's changed so much at, to the better, so things could change. So the, the the school boards got flipped. Yep. Was it a it was a was it a direct result? Like, hey, look at what happened in Parkland. You guys, you know, it happened because of these policies. You guys support these policies. 
you know, did any of them bother to say, hey, you know what, maybe we should reevaluate? Or were they all just in total denial? Uh, well, the real liberal places like Broward still has policies like this and other uh, school districts will have policies where they don't hold these kids accountable. Uh, they called it the promise program uh, when my daughter went there. But there's between that and the critical race theory that they started teaching and these books, uh, you know, books teaching kids about sexuality in elementary school uh, really flipped, really got a lot of parents involved between the shooting and, and those things that I just mentioned. Parents started getting involved and having a great governor and state legislatures, you know, uh, really helped flip the whole state of Florida. So what when you did confront the city, uh, excuse me, the school board, you know, what did they say? What was that like? They, what was- we went one time, I uh, went to a meeting and they called us racist. So you showed up the meeting saying, hey, here's, here's who my Not daughter. Me, per- my son was there. My yeah. wife went. I, didn't, I, I was somewhere else and some other parents. That would even Democrats. And went I mean? and said, hey, look, these policies led to this. And they said you, they it's called race, them racist. Racist and for going after the superintendent who was African-American. But we, we didn't care what color he was. We just wanted someone in there that was competent mm-hmm. and that was going to make our schools safer. And, you know, he ended up, they had to take him out, you know, in handcuffs. Oh, really? Yeah. For, for perjury. Yeah. Him, yep. So, so he ended up getting arrested. But So talk about this, the school board member. So what, you got them, you got them out well, of there? Humble, How did that no, happen? Well, that talk happened that. again with the with the Ron DeSantis with that grand jury investigation. Within the last year, he removed four school board members also. Wow. For all incompetence and all, you know, all different things, you know that went on within the school district, billions of dollars disappearing, you know. But like I said, like parents, that's where the line is. That's where you get involved. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you love your community and you want to get involved with schools, and you know what's a great organization for parents? It's called Moms for Liberty. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I haven't. It's a really, really good conservative group of moms that are going across the nation and I'm sure uh, Orange County has one. I'm sure in some of these conservative districts, Moms for Liberty. If you're listening, look look them up and get involved with them. Oh, you know what? I have heard of these guys. Our in fact, sec- our secretary is looking into it. In fact, uh, I think uh, one of the I have heard of this. I have yeah. heard of, it. and they're actually they're well, they're, they're crushing they're, it they're across growing, the country. Yeah, they're, they're building it. steam. They're they're local local they're, and it's really awesome to see it because I I feel like I started it. You know, office. we ran a school board race in Broward after yeah. this happened. And I really think that these Moms for Liberty are going to make a difference. And I, 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 I think I, I met a bunch of them. I have friends that speak at their, at their meetings, and I think they're going to make a difference throughout the country. Jim poke a bear. Yep. What's did, did anybody? I mean, did anybody? Did anybody just sit down and say, "Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, well, we, we made a mistake." I'm if sorry. the sheriff would have came and said that to me, we made a mistake. But he was on CNN bragging. I don't know if you remember. He bragged about his amazing leadership. You know, they had a CNN town hall. My friend Dana Lash, no, she she was there. And uh, Dana hit it right out of the park, right right from the get-go, about these policies of not holding these kids accountable and not arresting them uh, for when they commit crimes. And then it just creates a whole domino effect in the district. Teachers are getting beat up. Kids are getting assaulted. And this is what happens, you know, in these districts. And it's going on. Like, I have so many people in education reaching out to me and said, I read your book, and this is exactly what's in our school district. So it had, you, you started to say, had the sheriff come and just said, hey, you know what, I'm sorry, we messed up. Like what? And we're going to fix it. We're going to make things better. And the same thing with the superintendent. But, but none that's of not them what they thought, did. That, you know, 
It's like, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. None of them. Six, like I, I was getting at it. So the one Peterson didn't go in, that deputy. But there was five or other or six other deputies that pulled up to that school and didn't go in the building mm. when the shots. You hear, I see it on their body cam. One piece of garbage is, gets out of his car. His rounds are going off. You could hear it, you know, on his uh, body cam. Yeah. And the rounds are going off, and he's going to back to his trunk to get a flight, uh, to get a uh, bulletproof vest on. Why kids are getting killed? Mm-hmm. He's not running right into the building. So the the police department there was Coral Springs PD. They ran past the sheriff's department and breached the school, but it was too late already. Wow. And you know another fact, you know uh, Uber people, it's such a big company. If you could believe it, uh, the killer called Uber from his house and got in the Uber with a rifle bag, a Cabela's regular rifle bag, and she drove him to the school with the Cabela's rifle bag where he went into the school through an open gate and pulled out his wow. AR. That's great. How, how long, so from the time, you know, from, from, from February 14th, Till how how long did all this take? You know what I mean? Like how like you're doing research, you're a finding year. things out. Took a year. Jeez. And I had to get uh, Ron elected. I knew, and that was going on too. Uh, Ron and uh, my buddy Rick Scott. You're not going to gonna lose him, are you? Is he uh, going, I don't think he's he going should, to the big house. I think he's too young, man. I think he should finish his term. You know, I, I'm going to get behind whichever one fix, runs. I think he should fix Florida 100. percent Florida's fixed, man. You can't get better than Florida, man. I love uh, my. Yeah, but you guys have Florida. a sign that says "No California." <laughs> well, doesn't every state have that sign? I think I mean, they're putting a big one up know. in Texas. California has that sign. We don't even like Californians. So, <laughs> oh my God. talk about what, why. What do you like about Florida? Talk about Florida. Oh, just the politics. You know, Ron is just the, the legislature's great. You know, he ended that critical race theory. He got behind school board uh, races and fight. Like I said, five of the places flipped. It's also called the, the gunshine state. You know, they they want they have <laughs> gun rights. <laughs> you haven't heard the gunshine no, state? No, that's yeah. funny. No, we you'll got never some hear great that, sheriffs. Yeah. My good friend. I don't know if you ever had Grady Judd on. He's a good friend of mine. A very popular sheriff uh, in the oh, nation. God. And he kicked uh, Mickey in the butt. Uh, Let's not forget that Mickey Mickey Mouse. Oh, Mickey DeSantis Mouse. took away Disney oh, World. Yeah, Ron. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. Oh, Ron, Ron crushed him. Disney for coming out against. Uh, Kick Mickey right in the butt. It was okay to do with these, with these books. You know, he ended. It was unbelievable. He put a law in place for kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. You shouldn't have it. T- teachers have no business talking about sexuality, right. and Disney came out against them for doing that. Yeah. And now he hammered them, and we got like lost like all their tax credits. Well, they lost and, everything, and it's great. I that just yeah. shows them they're nuts. Mm. <clears throat> well, we're, we're so we still what we're going to do is we're going to go we're keep them again. Oh yeah, yeah. We we got a You're whole lot more to talk about. Washed. We're uh, we're going to uh, uh, go to a break. We're going to talk a little bit about. We're going to pay some bills, do some important things, and we're going to come back. And I really want to talk about in the next segment, um, I want to go into what you think is stopping some of these schools from from taking on these practices. You know, is it is it is it is it practical? Is it like, uh, you know, a financial thing or is it, are they uh, is it political? You know what I mean? Are they are they so uh, stuck in their ideology that they just refuse to budge? So I want to talk about that when we get back. But first, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer.
folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, Inland Empire gun owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment right. That's iegunowners.com slash join. Okay, uh, a couple bits of business before we get back to our interview is, uh, let's see, we have a prize winner. Mr. Larry Zeller. Cool. If you join the email newsletter by going to gunownersradio.com slash subscribe and subscribe to our newsletter, you could be a winner too. Larry, you're going to win some merchandise. So uh, if you guys want to purchase your merchandise, you don't want to wait around to win it, just go to shop.gunownersradio.com. You can buy all kinds of cool merch. Um, Gun Owners Radio Range Day on April 23rd. Uh, please uh, join for our, our join our newsletter to find out more about that. It's going to be a very cool event. We're very much looking forward to it. It's 20 bucks for 10 ring members. If you're not a 10 ring member, go to our website and join, become a 10 ring member. So we are talking to uh, Andy Pollock, um, author of. I want to get the uh, I want to get the uh, name of your book uh, uh, perfect. Uh, Why Meadow died. The people and policies that created the Parkland shooter and endanger America's students. And before we went on to break, um, I wanted to talk about you know what do you in, in your opinion what you've seen the policies that you've identified as being dangerous and the changes that need to be made. What is preventing um, or what does prevent these uh, other uh, school boards from implementing them? What's what's the what's like, the problem? Like I said, they think that by. Uh holding these children accountable for acting out uh, is going to affect their, you know, future in life. Instead, it do- really does the opposite, you know, by not holding kids accountable. And like I said, I, we were called racists for calling out the the superintendent and these policies because he would he bragged about how he dropped school suspensions by 70% in the first year. So that's one of them. The the anti law so, so, enforcement. So totally uh, ideological. It's ideological, and it's just a sickness. Like you know, the the, the teachers' unions. It's just another uh. arm of the Democratic Party. They, they, and they have a lot of say. That the teachers' unions. Think about it. They they when we ran a school board race, the teachers' unions are out there hammering away to get these other school board members elected. They're at every polling. They're handing out. They, you know, they have cue cards, scorecards, who to vote for, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're out there hammering, and their teachers, and you know, and the teachers union, they're powerful in all these school districts. Mm-hmm. I, I never understood why. Why would anybody listen to a, to a, a a union, a teachers union? Like who out there is going? They, wow, this they person. Do. They're at. They yeah. go to these. No, they are. They're very they powerful. They work hard. They go to these. Uh, you know, what, what, at the voting booths. And they set up tents, and they're out there hammering away for these school board members. Hmm. You wouldn't believe what unions will do to try to get their way. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I mean, you it's- know, there's school districts now that think it's it's bad to have school police officers in the schools also. Hmm. Not in Florida. You know, we got a law passed in Florida after the shooting that it's for, by law, every school has to have one deputy per 500 students oh wow and holy cow so that's huge yeah that's huge we got that done and you, you hear about school districts in the like seattle and that you know they don't even let their police officers carry guns in the schools 
So which you, is ridiculous. If you you have a high school in Florida, they have two thousand students. You got four deputies on four campus deputies. all the time. Yep, and that what they also did, what what I helped get done, was we in that bill was called the Aaron Feist Guardian Program. Aaron Feist was a coach that went into the building mm-hmm. and got killed, mm. unarmed. Right, yeah, I remember that. So uh, they made it a law. They made it so that uh, someone could volu- Someone could go through a program. Doesn't have to be law enforcement and could be able to carry at the school. So if you're in a district, like a teacher could go, and it's an intense firearms program. It's mm-hmm. over a month of training. They do uh, gun retention. They do. They hold them to a higher accuracy than regular deputies uh, when they take when they shoot wow. to pass the class. So teachers could carry in certain districts if they volunteer to go through this program, and they could hire guardians like veterans or someone that a coach. Someone that wants to go through this program, they could hire people where it would cost the district less money than having a deputy. So, what do you what do you tell people if they you know oh gee why would you you know guns in school and oh my a teacher carrying you know what do you tell them why, why do, what, you I know would tell them the- that uh, it, I couldn't watch the video you know my when my daughter got murdered but the shooter reloaded five times inside the building and at any time if there was a teacher or someone in the school that went in that had a firearm, they would have killed them. Yeah. So, you know, like John, my buddy John Lott says, more guns, less crime. Yeah. And, and, and any parent, I, you know, I always get parents coming up to me. I said, no problem. You, I want to send my kid to the school if I had an, a kid in school that the sign says, teachers are armed and trained. If you come into the school, we're going to shoot you. Right. right. They have them signs in certain school districts in Texas, and right. you know you, you want to send your kid to a school where the gate doors are open and no one carries. And God bless you, you know, well, don't you, do it. You I, two, I won't. You have two or three deputies, let's say, average size high school. You're gonna have two or three deputies, um, you know, all fully armed and kitted out, uh, and they're there. I just want to be totally clear. They're there. Is if kids are there, then you have one per five hundred there at all yes, times. All times. That's know, amazing. The whole state. Who's going to attack that? Nobody. They, well, you know, I, I'll never know how many lives I've saved because they're not going into these schools. And now there's plainclothes teachers in certain districts that are carrying also. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a story uh, that I just did recently, I, I, do a, I try and help law enforcement as much as I can to give them tools to better prepare them in case there is a shooting at a school. So the company I'm with, Berna, BY. RNA.com, mm-hmm. where they bought a ballistic uh, company, Backpack. So they have a ballistic backpack, and I donated uh, eight of them to a school district, right, with folding ARs. So a lot of times you'll hear about, like not in California, but in schools like Florida, the, the police officers have to go to their locker to get an AR, or they got to go to their car in the trunk and get an AR. Right. So I gave them, now they have the ability to have it on them uh, and you know, seconds save lives. They just pull a cord over their head, and they're able to carry uh, the folded AR in it. And what was unique about this? This is Bradford County, Florida. I love that county. Uh, and actual, an actual, the the superintendent reached out and asked if he could get one too. How cool is that? Wow! So the so superintendent this, went through that guardian program, and he was able, he's able to have an AR. So there's a backpack that turns into armor and has a a, 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 a a foldable AR on it, and boom! So they're ready to go. Yeah, I Something don't want happens. any police officer to have an excuse not to go forward. No. 
So we were talking about you know some of the some of the things that are preventing them from implementing, or some of the excuses really that they're making. And you started to I interrupted you. I wanted, I wanted to get more detail, but sure. the uh, the second one was you started going to law enforcement or a, a bias yeah, well, against. Yeah, they make or? it. You know, the whole defund the police. You know, I, law enforcement wants to help these kids. Something that the teachers union don't think they they're there to help them. But when you talk to these cops that are working in these schools, they want these kids to be successful in life. So what is what happened was they took law enforcement out of policing in a lot of these schools and mentoring these kids, and they put it with educators. Educators aren't police officers. It's a big difference. You know, when it comes to discipline, they took it away from the police officers. And that whole defund the police, guns are scary in the school, and, and that put a, puts a big toll on these kids leading up to, you know, getting into trouble and committing felonies. Hmm. Police want to help. That's what they're there for, and they want to mentor these kids. Remember, they used to have so many programs, you know, with schools, you know, and they got involved. But you know, they took that out of the school system. So some of the, so the school boards uh, are, have a, have a bias against law enforcement, is what you're saying. Like when you say, well, you "Hey, know, let's get some more law enforcement." Everybody know, you know, yeah. yeah, they do. And a lot of these Democrats run cities. You know, they don't like I said. There's school districts where they won't even let. They're not even police officers. You know, they they won't let them carry a firearm. That's crazy, isn't it? I would, but you know what? When when it comes down to it, it's on the parents. You know, you, if you're a parent, you're responsible for your child's safety. Don't send them to that school. Well, you, you get the you get the government you deserve. They say, right? That's true. So well, I know it. But by the right. way, the Moms of Liberty, we do have a, a San Diego chapter. So if that's an interest right. to you, join up. Oh yeah, it's great. Come up I, with I, I very highly recommend it. All right, make sure, folks. Hey, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies are unhappy with their websites. It looks old. It's out of date. And it's just not getting customers. Well, Sage Tree gets it. Since 2005, Sage Tree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. Stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're proud to share. Contact Sage Tree today to get a website that makes the phone ring. Getting us started is super easy. 866-728-9100. That's 866-728-9100. Let's get your website fixed today. So, Andy, what was the most interesting or most disappointing or most surprising thing as you're going into all this research and you're finding out more about their policies? What, what was the most, let's say baffling, what was the most baffling thing that you discovered while you were uh, going down this road? Uh, the, one of, you know, there's several. There's just a lot. You know, f- 45 calls to this this kid's, this thing's house. I can't even call him a kid. Uh, and he was uh, never arrested for so many you know, uh, killing animals, you know, cats were disappearing in his yard and just so many things that, you know, trespassed at the school. Uh, How many the red threats. flags do they need? So many. And, and yeah. you know, you know, they just had the trial recently. Yeah. And uh, he didn't get uh, he didn't get the death penalty in Florida. Did you do you have any contact with? Did anybody from their their family did they ever contact you? Did you ever hear from them or anything well, you, like that? Well, you you want to hear? Uh, I could explain to you what yeah. a nut family he came from. So his parents they was adopted. The the killer was adopted, right? He was he was such a problem that they had to strap him down in the bus when he went to elementary school. 
they had to put him in like a harness on the bus. And this is how bad the kid was. And they adopted him from uh, a junkie mom. Mm. Don't you know this family, uh, two years later, adopt another kid from the same junkie mom with a mm. different father. Oh, my goodness. So they got two of them. You know, they're dead now, the mother and the father uh, of the, this the, the biological no the ones that adopted, adopted that yeah they dead. died of natural causes but they adopted this kid's already a nut right mm -hmm. strapping them down biting kids in school you know like really like aggressive and they go and adopt his stepbrother two years later well <laughs> that to show you how All bad right, it was pretty messed but up. you know you you say you i want to mention things because uh, well, not on this yeah. show like probably because everybody on this show is pro second amendment like i am but if people would look at what goes on with a lot of these mass shootings, there's always something before that happened where they could have been arrested mm -hmm. or they should have they should have had something on their background, like this the Michigan State shooter. Mm -hmm. uh, the sh a lot of these shootings, and when you dissect it, you see that there were so many red flags prior or mental illness. That's another big problem in this country uh, that I came across is this me the mental illness. The, when someone could threaten to kill somebody or is mentally ill, uh, the police, I know this because my wife works in the ER. You know, she's an emergency medicine doc, uh, medicine. The police just drop these people off at the hospital. They don't arrest them. And they don't go through what in Florida they call it the Baker Act. Here it's a, a, a certain number you yeah. call it. Three, three day, 51, 50, but three days, uh, Baker Act is three days in, a, in an institution where they get evaluated, is that the deal? Yeah, but it doesn't go, in Florida, it never goes the full system where they get in a psychiatrist and in front of a judge where they're deemed unsafe to themselves and to others where it would be put on their background. So these people that, you know, that are out threatening to kill people, they go to the hospital, they're less than three, sometimes they're in and out in a day, mm. and it's never dinged on their background, and that's problems you know in this country where we should be looking at not more gun laws you know we already have mental Ill illness issues and you have that that baker act and 50 what is it called 5150 5150 in yeah. california and they never go through the act of following through on that on that where it gets on their background so anyone could go like in these like the guy in michigan state you know the da i'm sure the da if you look is a democrat who let who didn't arrest him where he should have been in prison and how angry does that make me that now that three parents, their kids were murdered at this college? Hmm. How, so let's talk about the mental health thing. How, how, what did you discover or did it come up a lot about, you know, the way that mental health is handled, especially in the education system? Well, what I uncovered, it's in my book, was uh, one son, he was under a lot of mental health care, the individual, the killer, you know. And uh, so uh, one summer... Uh, they couldn't find a hatchet at the counselors at his house. And they, they, they were worried. They were so nervous that they couldn't. It was in his notes. They couldn't find a hatchet, right? But that fall, they recommended him to be mainstreamed in the school, my daughter. Mm. They were worried about him having access to a hatchet. It was missing. They, no, yeah. it was missing. Exactly. The right, hatchet right. was yeah, missing. It was yeah, missing. they were worried about him having this hatchet, but they weren't worried about him being in the same classroom with your daughter. No, they they, rec they recommended him to be mainstreamed where, like, I, I don't know, I mentioned it to you or on air, that they actually had to frisk the, in this yeah, killer right, every right. day prior to going into the school, and and they nicknamed him Crazy Boy. So they didn't think this little piece of dynamite wasn't going to blow up sometime down the road? Well, if you look at the, all the notes, 
it's it's a it's it's a screaming red flag. So do they keep him in school because they get X amount of dollars per? They student kept in the him chair? in, and he was never suspended or expelled because right. of these policies. So it's like or they were arrested. keeping him in there for the they just for the body. Count. They get the body count money. You know, they lost like that within like two years. They lost like twelve thousand students to like charter schools and public. You know, parents are seeing the light. You Finally. know, like, they're waking up and getting involved. And the charter, you know, it's great in, in Florida now. There's competition with charter schools. You probably don't really have it big time here. We do now, especially after you, COVID. You're starting mm-hmm. with the charter yeah. schools, so that's a great, that's a big plus yeah, for dry, parents. Driving the unions. Talk great. a little oh, bit yeah. about what, what if if so, if this is the first time is ever anyone's ever heard the term charter school. Can you talk a little bit about what, what is a charter school? What does that do? Well, a charter school really is competition to the public school system. And a lot of times I like it. You know, a lot of times the kids wearing uniforms, they're a little stricter. Mm-hmm. You know, parents have to do a certain amount of volunteer hours a year. So the, they encourage parents to get involved. And I, and I think it's great because it, it, it's competitive. It makes them, the public schools have to compete, you know, so it'll bring up education. Right. Uh, in the public schools, but well, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers that are out there. You're in California, the funding. So charter, I'm not sure how it's run in Florida, but here it's still government funded. Mm-hmm. So the money follows the students. So if you pull a student out of public school, you move them over to a charter. That money moves with them. And so and they. Yet, what's interesting too, like in Broward, uh, they they'd have schools at 50 percent occupancy but they wouldn't close them because they knew that a charter school would come in mm-hmm. and they don't care. It's not their money, you know, so they'd keep schools with 50% occupancy open because they knew the day they close, a charter school would come in with better education, mm-hmm. uh, taking uh, school security, uh, you know, serious sure. where the public schools didn't. And, and here you could even go the homeschool route through a charter. I was going to say, can yep. you go through you the can. homeschool? Yep. yep. And Florida's like, and now I think, I think in Florida, they even changed it. You could take your tax dollars and put it towards a, a private school now. I, I think that Not might here. have changed. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of things. I could, we could go on and on and on about yeah. Florida and you'd say not here. <laughs> not here. So, oh, we could say that about everything. You, yeah. you, you, was there any, you had no idea that schools were, were in such, you know, in such bad condition uh, before this, I mean, it really just, no, I wasn't like most parents, you know, everybody thinks it can't happen, but you, you talk to the people in Santa Fe, Texas, the parents, you talk to Uvalde, you talk to the Parkland parents, you all, everyone thinks it can't happen to them. And then it happens. It happens. Yeah. Is there, is there a, is there a lot of communication with, uh, with, uh, you know, families and victims of the, of the, of some of these, I, it's painful for me to talk to some of the other parents, but I don't, any parent, you know, what, I that had a child murdered, I give them a pass regardless of what they're yapping about. You know what I mean? Even if right. I don't agree with them, right. if they want to go out and, and say the Second Amendment should be abolished mm-hmm. and ban every automatic weapon, semi-automatic pistol and rifle, I let them have at it. You know, there is so I, much pain. Yeah, I, I give them a pass, any parent. And I think everybody out there should, if you don't agree with a parent, and I don't agree with a lot of them, but I, I won't come out publicly against any one of them. That's you know it's I've, it's interesting you know a lot of people um, you know Diane Feinstein's in a different situation in that she's an elected official, but um, what a lot of people don't know about her background is uh, she was actually involved in a in a pretty horrible shooting, which is what made her anti-gun for others. She wasn't she was never anti-gun for herself. She always had her own gun, but uh, you know she was in an office when a a killer you know got into their building and and killed a couple of people. Um, so yeah, she has an irrational fear 
of firearms because of the experience she went to. So it's like trying to convince her, trying to rationalize with her, you know, trying to say, hey, look, let's look at this logically. It's not going to work. No, you just no, got to get her out of office. They won't look at the facts, what led up to that yeah. day. You know what I mean? What failures happen in, 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 in society to let that person walk to that building with the gun? Right. It's, oh, man. I, so, I like, you know, dissect. I like to know the facts before, you know, and, and mm-hmm. when I look into that Uvalde killed me, you know, when Uvalde happened in Texas recently, all those kids yeah. got killed, and the same crap with, with the law enforcement not going forward. I thought after Parkland there wasn't a cop nope, on this that, planet yeah, that if he that. heard gunshots, because it was national news. Like, I went on national news and called out these police, and, oh, and no, every law enforcement agent in the country knows when you hear gunfire, you go by yourself with another another uh, officer or you by yourself go. it's in the book you go towards the gunfire and then you've all the ha- happen and it, and that really crushed me hmm. How, have you received any criticism has anybody bashed you have you received any threats gotten, or anything like that i had uh so much hate mail all the time you know blaming me you know but uh, yeah. my it's my fault my daughter was murdered uh you know i support president trump i support conservatives so it's always my fault that my daughter got killed and I'm making money off the NRA, all, all types of stuff I read. But I don't know. It bounces off me. I, I, I really don't care what they say. Well, that's why at the beginning, sick. Of, yeah, at the beginning of the show, I really wanted to talk about, like, you didn't come into this with a bias, you know? No, I came in open-minded and, uh, and the facts, or the facts, you know, I could honestly say. And on everything I uncovered, there was a Democrat behind it. And, and it damaged me, and I keep them at arm's length. So why was it important? After all this happened, I think it would be real easy to just climb under a rock. My daughter was chirping in my ear, saying, Daddy, you find out what happened, and you hold those people accountable. And I wrecked all of them, you know, uh, uh, for her. I did it, you know, uh, to hold these people Are accountable. Done? Are you done? Oh, I'm just about done. Yeah, I finished. No, I got that trial's going to be in May. I was going to say, I, you got a couple I, more. I'd like to get that deputy uh charged on the felony uh child endangerment charges talk uh, about that a little bit so talk, well, let's so, take a break first okay see yeah. what happens yeah, yeah yeah all you do is talk i know i know <laughs> hey this is gun owners radio <clears throat> fm 961 am 1170 the answer welcome back to gun owners radio fm 961 AM 1170. The answer. So we are sitting here with Andrew Pollock. Don't yes. bring it up. Wrote a book about a terrible experience he had losing his daughter at Parkland. Uh, highly recommend you grab the book. It's really more of a guide because you've done what over a year of research. Going every way possible for every... And, you know, uh, after that shooting, too, uh, a lot of the kids, that, that Parkland group, got a lot of the publicity blaming the, the gun and the Second Amendment. So th- this is the truth if parents want to know what happened right. in Parkland, not the BS that the news wanted to show you. Right. And you and you said you were, you were you know, it was a, you owned guns prior. Yep. And how did this, how did this, did this strengthen your views? Did it change your views? How, what Talk about how it... Your views on firearms and self-defense and carry and all that other stuff. How did that affect I, I, you? I got so damaged of, uh, still eats me up today, of thinking how my daughter, uh, my daughter tried to shield another student that day. Uh, mm. She got shot five times 
down the hallway and she shielded this other girl, Kara, at the in the hallway. You know, another thing what happened, I'll, I'll say it briefly, her teacher heard the fire alarms because, you know, when you shoot, uh, you have a lot of uh, smoke coming out. Sure. Uh, so that set the fire alarms off from all the rounds that went off. Like 80, 90 rounds went off on the first floor. So my daughter had this idiot teacher that the fire alarm went off and she put the students out into the hallway no. into the gunfire, right? Oh, my God. So And then she locked her out in the hallway, my daughter. She couldn't get back in. So she was locked out in the hallway with the killer where she got shot and uh, five times down the hallway and then four times at point blank. Wow. And the bullets, she shielded the girl and the bullets went through her and killed the girl, killed the girl underneath anyway. her. Both of them are killed. So it damaged me so much about being a victim and my house, I couldn't, I couldn't help her that day. So. No, 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 right there. I'm sorry, Andy. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. So it just messed me up. Yeah. Well, you'll never. So I'll never so, let so that happen fight. again. So you got to so fight. So you gotta, everywhere I go, I yeah. You just got to fight, fight. I fight. carry, and I, I tell everyone out there, you, the police aren't going to be there to help you. Yeah. When when you need them, you know, and, and even if sometimes if they do come, they ain't going to show up anyway. Right. They might crap the bed and hide outside behind their car. So I tell everyone, carry and train. So when something comes around, you, you're prepared to defend yourself and even your loved ones. You owe it. To, I owe it to my loved ones never to let nothing happen to them. Yeah. Isn't that our job, really? Yep. Well, yes. not for everybody, but I. Yeah, well. A lot of people, and I owe it to them never to let them be a victim mm-hmm. of, of uh, a shooting or evil because there's a lot of evil in this world. So you got to prepare for it and, and not let something like that, you try and not let something like that happen to someone you love. So are you doing anything in her name, like a scholarship? Yeah, I did a lot. Uh, or have you already done it? No, we constantly do it. Okay. We built a, a huge playground uh, in, in her honor. honor. Okay. Uh, we built three now. We, I built two in Florida, and I built one in a town where I have a, a place out in Oregon uh, at a temple. We mm-hmm. built a nice little playground uh, I work with that company I mentioned before, Berna. Mm-hmm. They donate a bunch of sales uh, towards my daughter's foundation, and that gives me the ability to buy firearms and uh, ballistic packs and mm-hmm. body armor for law enforcement. So, so maybe somebody just tuned in. Why don't you kind of run down what this ballistic pack is? So it's a. It's not just a pack that this. I recommend. Are you talking about like a Berna. knapsack? Like well, a this knapsack? is a. Yeah, it's a backpack that uh, carries a, an a, a folded AR in it, yeah, right. and it gives the police the ability to not have to run to their car or a locker, yeah, and they could carry it on them. You know, we all know seconds save lives. Have so, you tried it yourself to see yeah, how I've quick done, it comes oh, it, out? It it come, come out it's quick? a sec, couple of se- second, and oh, it wow. just lifts up over your shoulder, and it has a three plus on the front because we always want the law enforcement going forward. They have a three on the back, three plus on the front, but this that's company- a, That's a rating. The three pluses- Yeah, has three pluses uh, will stop most rifle rounds. Yeah. So this company, Burn, I'm fortunate to be involved with. They do a lot of things uh, less lethal. You know, and, and I always carry, like I'm in California now, so uh, you, they sell a lot of these launchers, they call them, and you're able to have projectiles. I don't know what the law is in California, but they have a tear gas pellet, uh, a pepper spray pellet, and uh, it really would help you- it, 
you know, at the next best thing for yeah. having a firearm. And they also have, I recommend it for parents that sending their kids to school. It's called the bad guy repellent. It's a very strong uh, tear gas spray, hmm. pepper spray mix yeah. that every college student should have it. You know, you could send it with your daughter or your son sure. to school and it's called bad guy repellent. And they could pull it up on that burner.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com. B-Y-R-N-A. So some of the, you've made a lot of changes, school board changes, uh, elected officials, a lot of changes. Is there, um, has there been anything that's happened to, to where you thought, wow, great, these changes, this is, this is happening. You know, this is, this is working. Good things are happening. Good policy results and, you know, good results. You know, has anything happened since? You know what I mean? So many good things in Florida. And awesome. I can't say it like in every other state because I mostly was focused on that, the state where I have the residency. And Florida flipped, as you could see it. Uh, like I said before, five school district flipped conservative school board members, mm. which conservative school board members are going to support law enforcement. They're going to they're going to look they're going to be more uh, positive towards school safety mm. and they're not going to take crap from the teachers unions. Uh, and it's a big positive uh, for school safety. And Florida just implemented a gun detection dog program for schools. You know, I've donated two dogs. Uh, one, uh, I did worked on a dog uh, in Indiana for gun detection. And a, a school district in Florida, I donated a dog for gun detection, which is uh, they're going to be going into a lot of schools in Florida. And, and what do you, what do you, you know, people listening now, you know, obviously we want them to buy your book because it's, it's like you said, it's like a handbook and it's, it's a lot of good sure. information. What do you hope people do? What like if, if you're someone is listening to this whole interview and they're, you know, thought, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Now they want to do something, what do you recommend? Well, read the book, I recommend it, and, and figure out what's going on in your child's school. And get involved. Get involved locally. If like I said, that Moms for Liberty group's a big start. They have a group here in this county, right? Or they do. Yes. So at Moms for Liberty and if you could afford it. You, you never hear about a private school having a shooting, do you? Mm. Never in a private school. If you could afford private school, I, I, I'd i sell Bye. a kidney if I could do that now to have my daughter in a private school. Pri there's options for parents. Mm -hmm. You could homeschool, your charter school, private school, because uh, sometimes you just can't take on a school district and you can't fix mental, you know, mental illness with somebody's school district. So private school mm -hmm. is the quickest fix if you could I afford totally it. Agree. Yeah. Well, San Diego County, excuse me, San Diego County Gunners. We actually we endorse folks on the on the school. That's great. Uh, school board level. One of our founding board members is on a school board, and he takes security very seriously, and uh, you know stands up to the you know the anti-gun folks that try to use their uh, use a tragedy or use something to try to you know to give this the, you know the, this false sense of security. Uh, his name's Jim Miller. He's a really great guy. Um, so it's something we take so very seriously. Yeah, Biden actually on February 14th came out talking about uh, Martin, uh, the shooting and how he wants to ban uh, uh, semi-automatic. He calls them assault rifles. Right. They're looking to ban assault rifles, but he don't realize he was vice president when all those he doesn't. Even, they don't even look into any of the facts of the policies and, and the environment that was created in Broward and all the failures and all the arrests. You know, but he, he brings up my daughter's murder and, and, and puts assault rifles that he's going to try to ban those. Right. How does that How does that feel? You, you, it angers the shit out of you, you know. Sorry. Yeah, for, right. But it just angers you, and, you know, and I can't, I, that's why I tell people I can't, they got to, I don't have any Democrats around me. And and, and I, that's the reason why. That's one of them right there. Uses my daughter's death uh, 
to to put and in, in the same sentence instead of just coming out and th- saying something about a memorial for that day, he's got to bring in assaulting ban banning assault rifles. Right. Which is he doesn't even know what the hell happened and how many people were arrested and removed in the district. But it's easy because they're simple minded to just point the finger at, at a rifle. Right. Well, out of a doubt. I really appreciate you telling your story. I really appreciate you being here. Um, you know, I, I know it's there's no way that it's it's easy, but I, I can't tell you how much I admire your conviction. Thank you. And I, I owe it to I do it. What inspires me is my daughter to get out and tell her the story of what yeah. happened. And maybe there's a parent out there now who's going to get involved or put you put a kid into private school or get involved with this Moms for Liberty or get involved locally. Well, What's, look what DeSantis did for you. Oh, Ron did. I mean, he just. So many things. So many President times, Trump, too. But Yeah, but how many times do you see a politician jump in and, and do what these he guys did? He held them accountable and like any ended. Uh, the critical race theory BS. He yeah. ended those books in the schools. You know, with talking about sexuality right. of with little elementary kids. You know, so what, what, what's the, what's the success? What's the, tell a story? Is there you know somebody said something to you? You know, a mom, a parent, somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, thank you for doing you know this or saying this or being about." Is there do you have a story? Well, that- not one in particular, but I. I get a lot. Like I like it when parents read the book and they'll they'll write to me and said, you know, I read your book. Now my kid, I'm putting my kid into private school, or the school boards flipped. That meant a lot to me. Uh, getting rid of some of these people that don't take school security, you know, at the utmost importance, and and it changed, you know, and and I was able to witness it. You know, I start I helped start it and and it finished. That's amazing. And it is pretty amazing. Now, I, you know, with these colleges, we need to, what we're going to do in Florida. Well, first, we're going to fix the death penalty in Florida. You know, the murderer didn't get the death penalty. Like, what do you need to do to get the death penalty? You know, uh, he, he got, you know, life in prison, which will probably be worse for him. But in Florida, we're going to change it. It was a majority. It had to be the unanimous, the death penalty. And in Florida now, with the great legislator, we're going to change the death penalty from eight to four so you don't need you just need a majority i think that'll probably get changed this legislature uh, and, ses- and with some session. of the and the rest of the like the the policies that you want to implement with the schools it sounds like you're nowhere near done you haven't just it's not just out there it sounds like you're actively trying to get this done not just around well, you, that, but all over i'm actively now with that the death penalty uh the death penalty i'm active on that getting that done right now in the state with the schools i i can't do it anymore you know i i did everything i can i wrote a book I need a break, <laughs> you yeah. know. I just can't keep doing going on and on. You know, I'll help some politicians and stuff. I, I like doing that. I like helping some good conservative people. My my, I'm good friends with Rick Scott and and the President Trump and Ron. We'll see what happens with that in Florida. But like I said, I I'm pro Second Amendment and I love preaching. I I got to preach to people never to be a victim, and and that's what inspires too. Always carry and train. And make sure California try and change some of these laws here, so you guys could get your carry permits. Get get a get a. Uh, well, we can get them now. We can get them now. In large part, thanks to our organization, we're real happy. But get a gun, get training, get your permit, and carry it everywhere, everywhere. you can go. You never know. Don't don't leave it in the car. Carry it on you. That's how I constantly tell my wife. Carry it home. Take it with you everywhere. All right. Thank Andy, you, Andy. Appreciate it, man. You. Oh, thanks for Hearts having me. Hearts and prayers go out to you and your family. Name your book buddy. one more time on Amazon. Why Meadow Died. Thank right. you. And it's easy to get. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio. 
FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Folks, welcome back to listening to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, a self-defense event happens in seconds. And the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense, but if you must, then you must be ready. That's why the USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American could have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical race response team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com backslash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump, my nephew, Sam the Gunman, my nephew. We found out a few years ago that he happens to know a thing or two about guns and gun trivia. So if you email us and send us a gun trivia question and we use it on the air, we'll give you a hat or a shirt. And if you stump my nephew... We'll give you a very special gift. Um, okay, so, Sam, you there? Yeah, how are you guys? Good, man. You ready for this? Sure. Okay, so we have a real spot. I don't know if you've been listening to the show. We have a real special guest. Andy, I didn't prepare you. Andy Pollock's going to read the uh, the question for you. You got, you got the – yep, there it is. So, go ahead, Andy. Ask the question for Sam. Okay, what – well, it's Miguel from Pomona. Pomona, yep. Yep, okay. What is the – Hate gun? I think so. Is that pronouncing H- it right? H-A-I-D-T, right? Andy from Pomona. What is no, the Miguel. hate gun? No, Miguel. Miguel from Pomona. Talking to Andy. Talking Miguel to Andy. from Pomona. Talking to Andy. Miguel from Pomona. Thanks for writing in. Uh, what is the hate gun? Um, you already know. I'm probably <laughs> misremembering this, but... I want to say it was one of those experimental conversions of a Lee Enfield to gas operated, but that's probably wrong. Um, their final answer. Let's see. It says here the the height gun, hate gun, uh, the the first um, or the Sedgley OSS glove gun was exactly what the com- the the complete name implies: a small thirty eight pistol attached to a glove. That you could fire without having to worry uh, about holding on to anything. You actually, we I remember like four four years ago we had some, a real similar question to this. You've already you've answered something similar to this. Um, in 1943, the U.S. naval uh, excavators would often get ambushed by by Japanese soldiers as they'd work to clear out jungle space. Since these workers couldn't exactly work while holding a big gun, the Navy developed a tiny gun attached to a glove. That way, if Japanese forces invaded the the uh, uh, workers would just ball up their fist and open fire. Um, just like little kids pretend to be Iron Man, only lethal. Uh, do you remember that now? Do you remember you know remember that, Sam? I um I, I know the gun you're talking about, but um of course uh I couldn't put a name to it. So great question, Miguel. Um and they, that- they actually spelled it two different ways H A I D T and H A I G H T. So, uh, but anyway, Miguel, you stumped my nephew. What are your thoughts on that, Sam? You got anything to add on the on the the height gun? Um, not really. A lot of these um, covert World War II weapons, uh, sort of like it, it's it's not an area uh, I, I know a lot about, which I guess is is sort of showing my hand a little bit. Um, 
But uh, yeah, the, there there was a lot of weird stuff developed during that time period um, for uh, you know all sorts of different niche purposes, and uh, a lot of that stuff has has kind of been forgotten by history. So it's it's fascinating stuff. Again, great question, really obscure firearm. It is Miguel from Pomona. Congratulations, you stumped my nephew. We're going to give you. I guess we'll give you a couple of tickets. You're in Pomona. So we're going to give you a couple of tickets to Gun Prom in Orange County, which is on May 20th. So uh, email us or we'll email you and get you all squared away. All right. Better luck next week, Sam. Not a problem, my friend. Um, let's talk about uh, what, what did you write this week? Um, you know, I, I didn't. Again, I write these out of order. I forgot which one just went up. <laughs> hey, Sam, I got an idea. Yeah. Yes. So do I. As soon as you write one, put a note that that's what you're going to tell Mike the next day or the next Sunday. Okay. All right. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. I've got it if you want it. All right. What is it? All right. So the current one is going was our uh, gun grabbers realizing the jig is up. Our gun grabbers right. realizing the jig is up. The news is okay. out. So um, I actually I have them them written like two weeks in advance. So I'm going to be messing this up for the rest of the month. But um. <laughs> Uh, our gun grabbers realizing the jig is up. Basically, uh, you can go on the blogs of uh, SDCGO and its sister organizations, IEGO and OCGO, and you can read the post for yourself. But the short version is that um, there's been this shift in messaging from the anti-gun crowd where they're moving away from saying words like gun control and and saying these, these sort of sanitized versions like... Uh, Gun reform, like uh, gun safety reform movement is one I've heard, which is is a really weird and clumsy phrase. But basically, my point is they've realized a lot of Americans are really skeptical of being disarmed because they want to be able to protect themselves. Uh, so I, I view this as kind of a, a sign we're making a positive impact. I think so, too. I've, I've noticed, and I kind of have mixed feelings about it. And by the way, excellent article. I did read it. It's an awesome job. And you can check it out on San Diego County Gun Owners.com, Inland Empire Gun Owners.com, or Orange County Gun Owners.com. Just go to the blog section. You'll be able to check it out. I've noticed that, too. They've moved on. I, again, I have mixed feelings. They've moved on from, you know, weapons of war and, and, and assault weapons. They still use it somewhat, but they've, they've definitely uh, increased uh, uh, the amount of times they're, they're just saying semi-automatic. You know, all these semi-autos, which is, in a lot of cases, technically more accurate. But now they're talking about like 80% of guns out there are semi-automatic. You know, if you, you know, all the pistols and rifles and even some of the shotguns you buy, I would guess if you walk into any store, about 80% of them are, are semi-automatic. So, which is, which is great. So, here's the mixed feelings. Part is exactly what you're saying. We're winning. That's great. That's awesome. You know, clearly public sentiment is is coming back to uh, a place of sanity, and you know people are realizing that it's not the gun, and you know, especially thanks to you know books like what what you wrote, Andy. You know, but the other part is okay. So now they're technically accurate. You know, when they when they use terms like semi-automatic, but they still just want to take your guns away. You know, uh, but I agree that the other the, the other part too is the the clumsy terminology that you're talking about when they start talking about gun safety. You know, gun safety reform and all that malarkey. You know, it's just ridiculous. They don't teach any gun safety classes. I was actually just in a meeting with uh, with uh, someone at the district attorney's office, and they were talking about uh, uh, um, uh, you know they were what, what they're trying to do is is get a, a a true gun safety class 
in with uh, you know when, if somebody gets busted with a firearm and they got to you know do some things they want to try to actually do something that would be helpful and they were looking at, at putting them in a gun safety class and they were talking with some of the anti-gun groups and I'm going they don't teach gun safety they teach gun ban so we actually teach gun safety so if you want something you know anyway I think it's an extremely valuable tool Sam have you read uh, Andy's book Why Meadow Died have you read that yet uh, No I haven't. I, I got to tell you, man. I don't know if you heard the whole interview, but it was it was outstanding, and I've uh, a lot of positive feedback from his book. Um, and I think it's right up your alley, my friend. I think you would love it. Um, great interview, Andy. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And every parent should read that book if they have a child in the public school system. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. All right. Okay, Sam. Anything else, my friend? Um, no, that's it. Um, I've got another blog post going up tomorrow. Uh, you can all go on and read it on uh, on the blogs. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. There it is, Dave. I have two things I want to say really quickly. Yes, please. Okay, one, can't let it go. Someone else isn't here, so I'm going to fill the shoes. Andy? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite gun? Ah! <laughs> my favorite gun is my Glock 43X. People, nice. carry people love it. I just bought that SIG uh, Compact 45. Did you? Because, you know, I live on my ranch, and I've shot some sick goats with my nine that I had to, like, just cull. You know, mm-hmm. you live on a ranch, there's a lot of death. Yeah. And it, the nine millimeter wasn't even killing the goat. Wow. wow. So I went out and bought a SIG, the, the Compact 45. I forget the number Did I take on care it. of it? Uh, I haven't shot it yet. I just got it, and uh, I just got a holster made. My buddy just made me a nice holster, but uh, I don't know. I wanted something with a little more oomph, a little more oomph. but I, my carry gun is my 43X. Nice. All right. Probably we have, we have a little- can't get any of those in California. Oh, well, thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> you can't get a Glock 43? Oh, God, no. no. Why? It's not Ooh, rostered. No. So we have a roster. Anything after 2013. And if we put a gun on the roster, we have to take three off. Well, so if if it doesn't have a micro stamp on the firing yeah, pin, that's another thing, which doesn't exist, they won't let you add it to the this roster. So all we can get out in California, as far as Glock, are Gen three Glocks, and only uh-huh. a limited amount of them. We can't get Gen four, we can't get Gen five, can't get forty threes, can't get forty three X. Well, we can get some forty threes. I think there's a Gen three forty three, but yeah, is that crazy? Essentially, anything after twenty thirteen is pretty much not going to happen. Yeah. You know who implemented that? Kamala Harris before she she was yeah. when she was the Attorney General. So. Oh, we could go How's on. How's that on going on. on in California? Ron, uh, the best governor in the country, has been sending these uh, immig- illegal immigrants to Kamala's house. Is that has it been taking a toll great. yet? Is it on? <laughs> That's working. I love great. it. I don't know. He's such a savage. That guy he's sending them to Martha's Vineyard. He's sending them to Kamala's it's awesome. house. It's awesome. Yeah, keep it. sending And they're freaking them. out. They are freaking out. Yeah, and, and and they it, have big walls and fences and security on the guards Newsom around their house. Challenging. Newsom is challenging. DeSantis. Uh, and DeSantis uh, just no doesn't, even, doesn't even give him the time of day. Doesn't even give him the time nope, of day. No, he won't. It's not gonna it's not even worth it. All Look right. at this state. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, Newsom actually just went to Florida. I don't know if you heard about this, but he was he's he was trying to invite business and people to move to California be, <laughs> because of all the freedom. Yeah. I, I'm not joking. Uh, that really? was, that yeah, was his, that was yes, that, that was, was his pitch. You know what I couldn't believe? I was in San Diego last night. Yesterday was my birthday, so it went out. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, I couldn't believe these beautiful buildings, and then right in the street is homeless people. Tent city. Crapping, 
Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I don't understand it. Like, they got to be hey, sick, these people, they to live can, like that. Andy. Not even. I'm not talking about the people in the tents. I'm talking no. about the people. These condos could probably like seven, eight hundred, a million dollar condos. Yeah. Yep. And yep. they can't walk to their car without yeah. stepping in crap. Yep. Hey, Andy, we can steal anything up to $995 with no problem. Oh, yeah. They just let them. Well, it's like well, Oregon, you, you too. You don't get arrested. Dude, drugs are- Andy, it's been great having yep. you on, but I got to yell at some of our great folks. Go ahead. Subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Thanks, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Tree, San Diego Flight Training International, U.S. Concealed Carry Association, Alicia Curtin, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman. Where is he? And Brendan Thomas right here on Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.